Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, January 6th, 2022. This is Mike Kachopoli. Oh, I, I guess I should be talking about, uh, it would be a derelict of duty if I didn't talk about the one-year anniversary of the Great Insurrection. The Great Insurrection of 2021. When a bunch of fools broke into the Capitol, did stupid things, and left. The Great Insurrection, as big as 9-11, the Democrats want you to believe. Bigger than 9-11. Bigger than 9-11. Of course, we're going to hear about this all day. All day and night, we'll hear about the Great Insurrection of, of 2021 of January 6, 2021. Hard to believe it's been a year already since the great insurrection of idiots, the great insurrection of American morons with no organizational abilities whatsoever. Hey, if you're going to do it, do it right. Breaking into the Capitol and sitting on the Capitol floor for a while, taking a tour, a self-guided tour, going through some of the papers on the desks of the people in Congress, of the senators, police officers coming in and saying, just don't mess things up too much, because that's the way most <clears throat> police officers will talk to terrorists. Take your time, but, you know, this is a sacred place. Remember the one guy? This is a sacred place. Just, you know, don't be too crazy here. No problem. No problem, officer. Terrorism. Terrorists. Terrorists, all of them. Of course, no one has been charged a year later with insurrection. Just things like breaking and entering, and the usual things that these people should be charged with. Of course, no one should be spending four years in prison for it, like that shaman guy who they're trying to make example of, the vegan shaman guy. Uh, vegan terrorists, all these vegan terrorists, horrible vegan terrorists. Uh, but the Democrats, of course, they need a narrative. They need a narrative. And so here's their narrative. The crazy Trump insurrectionists. The insurrectionists that Trump <laughs> guided to the Capitol building. You know, it's amazing. Once again, anything that Biden does, if Trump did anything that Biden has done over the last year, you would see these things pasted all over the media. All over the media. All over. If Trump had said, in order to win the election, I'm going to kill the virus, I'm going to stomp out the virus, and a year later... It didn't, not only did it not happen, but cases are exploding through the roof with the second new, I guess this is the second new variant under Biden. What would they say? What would they be calling Trump? You don't think Nancy Pelosi would want him impeached for such a lie? Impeached for not getting enough testing out there? Impeached for not promoting the monocall antibodies and the cure? Of course they would. What if Trump had said on national television in January of 2022... We're going to get through this in this year, 2020. What if Trump had said 2020 instead of 2022? Well, how about, would Joe Scarborough stop talking about it? Would they stop talking about his, his, his limited mental capacity? That he should be out of office? That they should force him out of office because he's not mentally capable of knowing what year it is? Of course they'd be talking about that. Not Joe Biden. Why? Because 95% of the media... Covers for liberals, because 95% of the media are liberals, so they cover for the people they like. It's as simple as that. The media, most of them are liberals, so they cover for liberals. Most of them are Democrats, so they cover for Democrats, because they don't have the ability. The modern-day journalists don't have the ability to put aside their own political preferences 
from news. Then they don't have the the um, they don't have the talent to do that, to set aside their own political preferences and do their jobs correctly. They don't have the discipline to do that. Journalists throughout time have been either Democrats or Republicans, liberals or conservatives or moderates. Walter Cronkite, the best of them. But they had the ability, they had the discipline, they had the wherewithal, they had the respect for journalism to put that aside and do their jobs. Put that aside and do their jobs. You know, one of the big moments in Walter Cronkite's career, obviously, was the Kennedy assassination when he says that the president has, tells everyone the president's died, and, you know, he takes his glasses off and he's tearing up. But, you know, that was a, a, a rare moment for Walter Cronkite because he was all about being a professional journalist and doing his job, not letting his emotional or his political preferences get in the way of things. So while we see that as one of the shining moments in Walter Cronkite's career, I would gather to him it probably wasn't because he let his emotions come through. Now, in that moment, you would absolutely forgive him for that. But that's basically what journalists do all the time now. They let their own emotions and their own political preferences get in the way of the truth, get in the way of the actual news. And so it becomes propaganda for Democrats. It becomes left-wing propaganda. And that's what we've got. So, no, of course, we get many double standards, many double standards, If Trump had called this, believe me, if Trump was pushing the vaccines, the left would push against them now. The left would say they didn't work. The left would say Trump's vaccines didn't work. He should be impeached. If Trump was calling this the the, uh, virus of the unvaccinated, they'd be saying what a liar he is, showing all the statistics of all the vaccinated people getting Omicron and ending up in hospitals. They would show what a liar. But Biden does it and he gets away with it because outside of a few, a few people at Fox News and in pod, podcast land and talk radio land, it's all left wing media. It's all left wing driven media, and they will give Biden a pass when they would not have given Trump a pass. And of course, Democrats will give Biden a pass, obviously, when they wouldn't have given Trump a pass. But the independents won't, and that's why November will be a massacre. In the figurative sense, of course. But. Aside from that, aside from that, and I, I, I promised myself not to get as upset tonight, even though I saw it. What happens is, this is what happens. I have a plan to talk about certain things. I go through my Twitter feed and I see certain things I want to talk about, certain maybe videos I want to share. And then what will happen is just before I come on the air, just before the podcast starts, I will see something that just annoys me so much. And it could be Biden's thing about the unvaccinated, or it could be some crazy, stupid article about why, oh, why, oh, why are vaccinated people getting COVID? And it just sets me off. Now, tonight I saw something on, on Hannity, Sean Hannity, that set me off, but I'm not going to get too upset, but I'm going to talk about it. And that's the big moron, Whoopi Goldberg. The, the, the head, bigger, morons don't come bigger than Whoopi Goldberg. You talk about overrated. Overrated. In every aspect of life is this woman. And uh, she just got COVID. One of the many vaccinated people who just got COVID. She said she got Omicron. I don't know if she knows it. It's 95% chance it's Omicron, so it probably is. But uh, 
She says, I, I did everything right. I, I'm triple vaccinated. I don't do anything. I, whatever that means, I don't do anything. She, does her, she goes on The View, right? So she has to go out into the streets of Manhattan. But she says, I don't do anything. I've, I've been inside. I do the masks. I'm triple vaccinated. And I still got it. Now, <clears throat> any normal person, any person with a brain, any person who's not a living moron, would then start to say, I don't really want to do this, maybe, because the narrative is important for me. But I might start to question the efficacy of the vaccines. That's what a normal thinking person with real critical thinking abilities, who's not a left-wing, total, overrated moron, would think, right? You'd say, oh, you know, what's going on here? Well, it's obvious what's going on. But someone might, you know, sometimes people don't want to admit it. You know, they don't want to admit that, look, vaccinated people don't want to admit that they put something worthless into their body or, or even worse than they could hurt them in the short term or the long term. Why would you want to admit that? Why would you want to even think about that? Why would you want to think about the possibility? I mean, it's bad enough to think I went through this. I got three jabs in my arm. I might have had those, you know, those mild side effects that people often have from vaccines or, or antibiotics uh, or you know, penicillin, you know, the little bit of fever for a few hours and all that nonsense. That's bad enough to go through three times for no reason. But to think that maybe in five years from now you can get cancer from it or that your immune system is shot. And by the way, that is actually the scientific reason why. It is the absolute lead pipe cinch, settled science reason why the vaccinated are getting Omicron much more than the unvaccinated because their immune systems have been shot from these horrible MNRA vaccines, which have killed their immune systems, which has lowered their immune systems. That's the little secret they don't want to tell you about. That's the real reason. That's why with Omicron, especially the vaccinated are getting it 20, 30 times more than the unvaccinated. And the, and the vaccinated are actually ending up in the hospitals two to one, two to one to unvaccinated, okay? Some places three to one. So this idea that, oh, the vaccines, yes, we said they would stop the spread, but they don't, but they, they make things much easier to handle, much milder. You don't end up in the hospital. Nonsense, because more vaccinated people are ending up in the hospital now than unvaccinated with Omicron. So, once again, let's go back to a normal thinking person would say, shit, these things aren't working. Oh, my God, they're not working. But then you just come to the conclusion they're not working. And we were either fooled or everyone was wrong. And we have to move on, right? That's it. We have to move on and live with this now. The vaccines are not going to prevent it. They're not going to help us. And that's that. Oh, well, there are worse things in life, right? as long as there aren't long-term consequences, which I hope there aren't, but there absolutely can be. Anywhere from the usual lowered immune system to getting flu more often or getting other coughs and colds more often or other things that come with lower immune systems with, like, you know, possibly, who knows? Could be HIV, could be cancers, could be anything. We don't know. We don't know. We won't know until maybe five, six, seven years down the line what these, the long-term effects of these horrible pointless, useless, worthless vaccines were. But anyway, once again, if you're a logical thinking person and you don't have a narrative, you don't have a narrative to push, which is the unvaccinated are causing all the problems, when all the science and all the evidence tells you just the opposite, you say something like Whoopi Goldberg said, which is, and this is what we're going to have to deal with until everyone gets vaccinated. You are vaccinated. If you believe vaccines work, an unvaccinated person can't give a vaccinated person something. And there are cruise ships going out there where everyone's vaccinated, where hundreds and thousands of people are getting it. So vaccinated people are the ones giving it to each other, dear. See, this is what a normal 
thinking person with common sense who can think through something critically. That's to the conclusion they would come to, that the vaccines simply haven't worked. Vaccines, settled science, we know now, for months and months and months, do not stop the spread of anything. The original crispy version, Delta, and especially Omicron. Especially what Whoopi Goldberg just got. What Jimmy Fallon just got. With what athletes, with five, six, seven athletes in every sports team are getting. There's one athlete in the entire NHL that's not vaccinated. And that athlete has not gotten COVID. All the others are. The Nets had to call in Kyrie Irving. How, how hilarious is that? How ironic that the Nets had to call in the unvaccinated Kyrie Irving to come play for them because all their vaccinated players are getting it. All their vaccinated players, you understand that, Whoopi? All of the vaccinated players who are amongst each other. There were no unvaccinated people. The one, one unvaccinated guy is sitting at home without COVID. All the vaccinated players gave it to each other. Or they got it from other vaccinated people. But most likely... Many of these players are being very, very, very careful, and they're staying within their own team, their own bubbles, and they're getting it. They're giving it to each other. So you see, it's obvious the vaccinated are the ones getting it and spreading it. It's not a virus of the unvaccinated, and the answer isn't more people getting vaccinated will end it. I mean, really, how dense do you have to be? When there were 50% vaccinated, they said 70 would end it. When there was 70, it was 80. Now you have places like San Francisco where up to 86, creeping up to 90% vaccinated, and cases are exploding through the roof. L.A., San Francisco, New York, the most vaccinated, the most mandated places are getting the most cases. The most people ending up in hospitals. Vaccinated. All vaccinated. But Whoopi Goldberg and others like her don't have the ability to think critically. They don't have the ability to think. It doesn't even take critical thinking. It just takes logical thinking where you go one plus one plus one plus one equals four. They have the narrative. They have that Biden, Democrat, liberal media narrative of blame the unvaccinated. Do not blame the therapeutic that's not working. Blame the people who aren't taking the therapeutic that doesn't work. Don't blame the vaccine that's not working. Blame the people who are not taking the vaccine that doesn't work. That's their logic. That is their logic. That is their illogic. And they're going to stick with it till they die, which unfortunately, because of what they've done to themselves, might be sooner rather than later. But let's hope not. I'm certainly not hoping for that. Let's look at Ontario. Ontario, Canada, not, not, not California. 74% of hospitalizations in Ontario are fully or partially vaccinated. So are we done pretending this is exclusively a pandemic of the unvaccinated? I would, I would say it's a pandemic mostly of the vaccinated. So three out of every four hospitalizations, not cases, in Ontario, Canada, are fully or partially vaccinated. None of them are unvaccinated. Fully vaccinated cases, 1,073. Partially vaccinated cases, 108. So a total of about 1,200, either partially or fully, and only 400 unvaccinated. These people are not in the ICU, but they are indeed in the hospital. Okay? So this is what you can do. You can shove... Your virus of the unvaccinated up you know where. And you see, I'm already less angry today because I usually say where the you know where is, and now I'm not. 
So it doesn't matter. All these facts have never mattered because facts from day one haven't mattered. Facts from day one have not mattered with the illogical left. With the narrative over anything else matters left. With the false narrative rules left. None of this matters to them. None of it. Because to admit it would admit failure. Would admit failure of oneself. Would admit taking personal responsibility of failure. And these politicians, to start, don't want to take any personal responsibility of failure, and that includes Trump. That includes Trump. Remember, they put all of their eggs in the vaccine basket. All of their eggs. Now, if they had done what they should have done, but they didn't do it because they wanted the big farmer to make so much money. They wanted to push the vaccine narrative above all else. We know criminal is actually criminal what they've done. As Peter McCullough and Dr. Malone have said, they pushed therapeutics, actual cures like monoclonal antibodies to the side. They wouldn't let people talk about them. They wouldn't let doctors administer them because it was all about selling the vaccines. If they had not done that, if they had put a couple of eggs in the vaccine basket and a couple of eggs in the therapeutic basket, they would not be in the situation they're in now. And then they could certainly transition, you see. They could transition from vaccines to therapeutics. They can't do that now. They fucked themselves over by putting all their eggs in the vaccine basket to push the vaccine narrative to make Big Pharma make as much money as they can as possible. And now they're in a corner. But watch out, because like any little ugly rat in the corner... If you corner them, they're going to come at you. They're going to come at your throat, which is what they'll do now, which is why they're doubling and tripling down and coming at the throats of the unvaccinated. They will blame the boogeyman. They will blame the boogeyman, not themselves. Because there's a big price to play, uh, pay to, for blaming themselves, which is that what they've done to us, the, the raping of this world over the last two years by these branch covidians who only knew one thing, vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And that even screwed them up with the testing, because vaccines were even more important than testing to them. And now they're finding that they have no, they have a test shortage. Not enough people, there aren't enough tests out there. And of course, one of the biggest problems with that is healthy people are getting tested when they shouldn't be, so they're wasting the tests. When the tests, just like therapeutics and vaccines, everything else should have been saved just for the most vulnerable. You have people who are waking up with a cold, I know some of them, and they're going to get tested. Now, I want you to think about this. Let's go back two years. If you woke up with a cold, would you think you needed a test or something? If you woke up with a chest cold, even a cough, even a fever of 100, 101, would you think I'd better get tested for something? No. But people have been, hypochondria has taken over the world. Hypochondria has taken over, so you have not only people with Slight fevers, or you have people with no symptoms who either are going to get tested because they're hypochondriacs or because they've been forced by certain blue states and blue cities to get tested in order to live life, in order to see a concert, in order to travel overseas, whatever it may be. Which is, of course, leading to a lack of testing kits. And one of the reasons why hospitals are being overrun and ERs are being overrun is because hypochondriacs are going to the hospital. Uh, COVIDian hypochondriac with three boosters are going to hospitals because they have a chest cold or because they have a slight fever. Time and time again, I'm seeing on Twitter doctors and nurses saying they're getting 
people who are into the in the ER who they've never seen they've never seen people come to the ER because they have a cold or a cough or a slight fever, but they're hypochondriac and they think they're about to die. And who's done that? Democratic politicians in the left wing media. Democrat liberal politicians. Democrat politicians in this country, liberal politicians around the world, and the left-wing media here and around the world. That's who has done that. This is what they've done to the people. This is how they've screwed them up psychologically. So, the lack of testing kits and the hospitals, the ERs and hospitals being full are often due to people not who have COVID, not to the unvaccinated, but people who are triple vaccinated who are hypochondriacs and have obsessive-compulsive disorder. It is they, it is the triple vaccinated people with hypochondria and OCD who are overrunning the hospital systems and who are making us not being able to get a test kit to people who actually need them. That is your truth. That is your truth. Oh, and of course, what was going to be my number one story before Whoopi... San Francisco, oh, Governor Newsom, Newsom, Newsom. Yes, Newsom, of course. Well, this was, this was very predictable. He has extended the mask mandate in the state another month to February 15th because the 17th extension will do the job. The 17th extension will do the job. The, the, the 22nd month of masking will finally do the job. Once again, no one admit failure. Don't admit you were wrong. Double and triple down. Double and triple down. That's all they know. That's why there's really no hope. I was out tonight with a, a bunch of friends at a uh, at one of the few bars in the city where they don't check vaccine papers or ask for masks. You know, like normal life. Remember normal life? You know, basically, this is Florida. This is all of Florida, all of Texas, all of you know Arizona. I can keep going. South Carolina. So on and so forth, but not too many places here in San Francisco or L.A. or New York, but I was at it, one of the few places we know where we could hang out and have a good time and live normal life again. And um, we were just talking about, about this, about how there's really no hope here, how in San Francisco and California and L.A. and the, the blue cities and the blue states, these vaccine passports and very likely masks will be forever. They will not end. They will be like taking your shoes off at the airport security. They're not going to end. The only answer is you either stay and deal with it or you leave. Those are your choices. Stay and deal with it or leave. Go to a red state. Now that's the real answer. If you want quality of life and normalcy again, leave and move to a red state. That's it. You can leave. That's becoming the only solution because the idea of a Republican you know, mayor or even a right-leaning independent mayor or a Republican governor like Ron DeSantis in California is almost impossible these days. It's never going to happen with Trump derangement syndrome lasting forever. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, that would be the other, obviously, cure for this is a, is a Republican, Republican mayors, Republican governors taking over blue states. It's, obviously, that's fantasy land. It's not going to happen. So you really only answer is to leave. Go to a place where there's currently a Republican governor or a city where there's a Republican mayor. So the red state and blue state divide is becoming even greater than it's ever been before. Even though Democrats like Barack Obama and Joe Biden promised to end that, that that, that we're not a 
We're not a country of red states and blue states. We're the United States. Of course, bigger bullshit has never been spoken, especially now. We are red and blue divided more than ever. And it's divided between freedom and not having... It's about freedom and slavery, I'd like to say. That's basically the, that's your decision now. Will you flee? If you're in a safe slave state, are you going to flee... And, of course, we have it much easier than the slaves had it. They couldn't do that. We can. We have the privilege of doing it. Now, listen to this. They talk about people leaving California, and it's, you know, 1% or whatever they call it. Obviously, it's a lot more. If you think about the people who have left California, think of all the people who want to leave. If all the people who wanted to leave but can't left, half the people in this state would leave. Half the people in this state would leave. But... People have family, they have friends, they have a job, they have kids, they have a life. They've lived somewhere for 20, 30, 40 years, and they can't leave. They want to desperately leave. I know people all the time who talk about, I wish I could leave, but I can't. And so think about that. Think about all those people. But, like I said, we do have the ability, without repercussion, that's our privilege of leaving if we can, if we can, we have that right. And that is really going to be the only answer. That's going to be the only answer. Moving forward, I don't, I don't see any other solution. If you see some other solution, let me know. But I, I don't see it. I really don't. I really don't. And this is going to go forever. And remember, as I reminded people, Gavin Newsom said... Nearly two years ago, mid-March of 2020, he went on television here and he said, this is just a moment in time. A moment in time. And the sister of a moment in time was 15 days to slow the spread. Just give us 15 days to slow the spread. How many days ago? 630? 640? Over 600 days ago. So, but look, you know, Gavin Newsom lied. What a shock, right? Joe Biden lies. What a shock, right? They say whatever they have to to get out of the room alive at that moment. What a shock, right? What a shock. A total shock. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, well, we got the school closings. Obviously, that's just the depressing Depressing how the unions, how someone like Randy Weingarten could keep children hostage. What we've done to children has been criminal. Absolutely criminal over these last two years. A criminal offense should be punishable by life in prison, at the least. And then we have, I talked about her for one minute last night, but AOC. I mean, you cannot be a bigger phony. You cannot be a bigger phony. Hey, grab me a gin and tonic, honey. You know, here's someone who says when you disagree with her, you want to sleep with her. I mean, how, how crazy do you have to be? If, I di- if, if, if you disagree, if you criticize her, it's because you want to sleep with her. Imagine if Trump had said that. If you critique me, it's because you want to sleep with me. I wanted you to think about it for a second if Trump had said that. What would happen? You can go to Florida if you want. But don't criticize Florida for two years before you go there to spend your time there because you can be free there because you can't be free in Queens. 
She can't be free. She knows she can't be free in Queens. She has to wear a mask. She's got to show her vaccine papers. Don't have to do that in Florida. And, and people are just happier down there. She knows that. They're not happy in her district. They're miserable in her district. But you criticize Florida for two years. You say the governor is death Santis. You say everyone there is a zombie. You say people are dying. You say it's COVID-ridden. It's dangerous. And then you go spend your money down there. Then you go have a great time down there because you know you'd rather be free than a slave. You'd rather be free than imprisoned. But she can do this. See, Gavin Newsom can, can say you cannot go out to eat. You must wear a mask and then go to French Laundry with no mask eating at a table of 30 people. Uh, London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, can have mask mandates for two years and vaccine passports, and yet she'll go out to a club without a mask on, screaming and yelling and spitting. That's fine because she's feeling the spirit. And AOC can do this because they know their voters are too ignorant to care. Their voters don't care. Their voters think it's fine that they're hypocrites. Their voters will vote for them no matter what they do. Yes, they could probably stand in the middle of Times Square and shoot people, and their voters will still vote for them as well. This is called a cult. This is not a political party. It's a cult. This is a cult, and they know they are leaders of a cult, and leaders of a cult can get away with anything. Because they are the leaders and the cult, the people in the cult feel they have the right to do it. So there's no political repercussions. There's no repercussion. Which is why I will say once again, the best place to live are purple cities and purple states. Because there are repercussions to to pay one way or the other. Unlike in deep red and deep blue places where there are no political repercussions. Anyway... Thank you for listening. This has been in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopoli, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.